Hello and welcome to Franchise Me. I'm Ryan. And I'm Andrew. And this is the show where two friends go on the journey to find the ultimate movie franchise. Each week we'll talk about a film or films in a series, breaking them down and seeing if they are truly worthy of being in a franchise. As we finish different series, we'll compare and rank them among each other in order to find out which one is truly the best. This week we're doing a double episode. Huh? As we talk about the Santa Claus 2 and the Santa Claus 3, the escape clause. Andrew, my friend, how we doing? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing yeah. good. A little thrown off with this uh, whole double episode. Double, double episode. But, last uh, one of the year. Last one of the year. Or last last movie of the year. Last Mo- franchise movies, of the year. Franchise movies. Yeah. Uh, we have one more next week to yeah. just uh, wrap I'm up excited the year, for next wrap week. Up. I'm excited for next big week. Big announcement. Man. Big announcement. Big, big old announcement. Big announcement. Not excited about the Santa Claus at all. No. But uh, big I'm excited for what we're doing, man. We've been sitting on this for a while. I've been alluding to it. I'm excited for next week. Literally, I think we made this plan last. January. We did. We so, did. It's been a whole year we've been sitting on it. I can't wait. Uh, but yeah, here we are. We're doing two movies. We're talking about the Santa Claus 2 and the Santa Claus 3. Um, the Escape Clause. The Escape Clause. I'm sorry, The Escape Clause. Isn't it, how do you feel that they give a subtitle to the third movie? I don't like it. Other ones? I, I texted you and said, if you have to put Clause twice in your tw- title, it's probably not a good sign. Yeah, but um, it, it, that's strange. It just feels weird. Like, yeah. why tag on? It's the same thing with like John Wick, right? John Wick's... Chapter, John Wick, chapter, chapter one, three, or John Parabellum. Wick one, John Wick, John Wick chapter two, John Wick chapter three, Parabellum, and then John Wick chapter four. Yeah. Isn't that weird? It's weird. I don't know why that happens. I don't know why they feel the need to tag on a subtitle. It's like just leave it at the Santa Claus three. Leave it at John Wick chapter three. I don't need the subtitle. Calling nope. it the Santa Claus three, the escape. Clause. Nobody's being convinced. Like it's not like if, if oh the Santa like, Claus oh, the three, escape clause. No, the Santa Claus three. I don't want to see it. Oh, the escape clause. Yeah. Oh, I gotta see it now. For lore that they introduced in this movie, it's in this in Santa Claus Three. It's not like this that, is. Like let's something be honest. Doesn't really play that big of a deal. Really doesn't movie. matter in the end. Yeah, it really doesn't matter in the end. We really only spend twenty minutes on the escape clause, and then we're <laughs> back to reality. It's just so. Um, it's so silly. It's also interesting too. I I, I want to ask you this question because I'm not sure. I think this is. Right. Is this the first time we're doing a G-rated movie on the show? Yeah, both of these movies are G-rated, which is kind of weird. The first Santa Claus is PG. It's PG, yeah. And two and three are both G-rated. And they feel G-rated. They yeah. really do. They feel G-rated. I would imagine the only thing close enough is, like, maybe some of the later Home Alone movies, but they're also TV. Like, Home Alone 4, mm-hmm. which is the one I feel like could maybe be G, Yeah, is, like, it's TV, so if anything, it would be like a Y7 or something. Probably a Y7, right? yeah. You know, maybe. Yeah. Although I think but it should be is... a, I think that should be a nobody watch this movie. You know, yeah, like, there should be a ban on seeing that. But these are both G-rated movies, which is very strange. And I th- I think it's the first time we are doing G-rated, G-rated yeah. films, which is so strange. Yeah, because, because the tricks like, are all... They're all PG. PG, yeah. They're all PG, because the humor is a little bit more... I mean, the first Shrek movie, they say, they say damn in hell... Yeah. It, it, they're a little edgier, but these are G-rated, and uh, it makes sense. Interestingly enough, uh, Santa Claus three, two thousand seven, the year of threes, Shrek three. Oh my god! Yeah, Shrek the third, Spider Man three, Ocean's thirteen, Ocean's thirteen. I believe Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. Well, Pirates of the Caribbean, Spider Man three, and Shrek three all came out in one month, and this was also in the same year as that. Yeah, crazy. And Ocean's thirteen, and yeah, isn't that nuts? Yeah. Like this is also- Rush Hour three was that year. 
Rush Hour 3 was that? Yeah. It was the year of trilogies, man. Yeah. This is a part of that year. It's insane. It's yeah. strange. I, I, as soon as I saw 2007, I was like, so many like third movies came yeah. out in 07. Did we, we did. Did we do 2007 in the franchises yet? Cause I, feel I like, don't think we did. I feel like we would have talked about that, right? No, we haven't, we haven't done it yet. We, the only reason we brought it up is because we were talking about Shrek the yeah, 3rd, yeah, and then yeah. you had mentioned during that episode that during the month of May... Three other oh, movies came out, yeah. were also thirds in the series that came out in the month of May, like back yeah. to back to back to back. But then when I saw this, when I saw Santa Claus three oh seven, I was like, it's still in the same year, yeah, which is kind of crazy. Like which that is we funny because I don't have that on here. I'm looking at my list. I guess I got to go back and make sure I add uh, the Santa Claus three under that. Yeah, list. make sure you add it. It's in there. <laughs> um, no, this is. I have 06. For the release date for this movie. I thought this was 07. On Disney Plus it says 07. Is it? Let me look it up. I have 2006. Interesting. Disney Plus messed up then because they have 07 on their... Uh, That's interesting. On their, yeah, uh, no, I have this as 06. Yeah, Disney Plus has it down as 07. That's weird. Okay, never mind it, then. Wikipedia says 06. I'm wrong. So No, I mean, you're technically not wrong. Disney Plus is wrong. Yeah, they got to fix that. Cause yeah, because I, ha- yeah, I have it on my 06 list. Cool. Yeah. All right, never That's mind then. Well, I guess we're wrong. I guess we're wrong. Thanks, Disney Plus. That was a good conversation we were having too, but about 2007. And <laughs> yeah. Oh well. It. Oh, oh well. Oh well. Oh well. All is well. Oh well. Oh well. It's just the Santa Claus. Oh well. Nobody who cares. Who cares? So we're going. Yeah. Look, this week look, we're I'm on not, vacation. Look, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna like sugarcoat this. Like these. The, this is gonna be quick conversations for both of these movies. I really don't have much to say. You're obviously a little miffed at my. Santa Claus 2 rating. I've seen your Santa Claus 2 rating. It's higher than your Fast X rating. By half a star. Um, I think Santa Claus 2 is a solid sequel to the first movie. It's fine. It's, it's Well, fine. it's a second movie against a tenth movie. I think it's fair. But it's just very... First of all, I'm waiting to know. Me, you looked at me with such rage in your eyes when I said that. I want to know. I'm real. I really don't care. You can rate movies however you want to be. I'm yes. never going to argue you. I'm never going to tell you you're wrong about that. Yes. I just think it's funny. I wanted. To, I wanted to give you a little guff about that. You know. You got jabby um, every now and again. I feel very numb this yeah, week. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I really don't think there's anything really to talk about with these no, movies. There's not. Um. I don't think that either of these are particularly awful, but I think they're just they're just nothing movies. I think three is pretty bad. I, three is bad. Yeah, I think three is pretty bad. I don't think I don't think three is one of the worst movies ever made. No, it's just it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a hard it's a, watch. It's a it's a bad it's a bad movie. It's a hard it's, watch. It's a bad movie. <laughs> There's a couple of shining lights in three that that make me you know yeah keep of me entertained. Yeah, and we'll talk about those. But even two, like and, and I, I get it. I'm glad you liked it so much. Yeah, I, I I didn't hate it, but man, it's just it just feels like I'm watching. Nothing like a Yule sure. log. Like it's just, it's just a generic Christmas movie, which is fine. Which is fine. Like it's a rom com. It feels nothing. To, I guess you could say it's a rom com. <laughs> it feels to me like a Hallmark movie. It's yeah. a big budget Hallmark movie. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, but when you have a budget and you have Tim Allen <laughs> and you have talent, you should be better than a Hallmark movie, sure. right? Like. You're also implying that Tim Allen has enough talent to be better than a Hallmark movie, which I think is very funny. Well, it's like it's like remember when uh, Will Ferrell and um, Kristen Wiig made a Lifetime movie? Yeah, and like 
everybody thought it was, great. It was like everybody was really looking forward to it and like mm-hmm. that was gonna be this really wild thing where they're kind of making fun of lifetime movies yeah and it just ended up being a generic lifetime, lifetime movie, movie. Yeah. like there was nothing special about yeah. it it was just a generic lifetime movie it feels like this like yeah. tim allen's gonna we're gonna make this big thing it's just the it's a romance movie where the romance happens in two scenes uh you know mm-hmm. and, and they fall in love and it's rushed. 15 minutes. It's rushed. 15 minutes of yeah. screen time. It's rushed. Um, even though the movie's I should out. say. I should say, I, I have problems with the movie. No, I, I, I you didn't give the movie five stars, let's be honest. No, like, I didn't give the movie five stars. You gave it four and a half. I didn't, you know? No, I did not. I didn't, um, <laughs> I didn't... I have problems with the movie, but I think Santa Claus 2 is a really fun follow-up to the first one. Especially when it's coming out eight years later from the original... I think it's a good idea. I think it's not a bad back, idea. When they come back and they say, oh, it's the Mrs. Claus. I like that. Well, and I like that they go that direction. And I like that they're like, oh, we have to get a Mrs. Claus. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's a good no, idea well, for well, a sequel. Here's it makes my problem. sense. Here's my problem. There's three movies in this movie. Right. In, 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 the, in the second movie. It's, they, it's, like, it's like they had a board meeting. Yeah. Hey, let's make a sequel to the Tim Allen movie. You know, we still got them on contract. We're done making Toy Story movies. Or for now, we're done making Toy Story movies. Let's. We still got Tim Allen on retainer. Let's make a Santa Claus two. Who has an idea for a Santa Claus two? What if we made a movie about uh, his son, and his son's on the naughty list, and that's like a plot line, and you know that's the plot line, and he has to get back with his son, and you know we got yeah. them teamed up again, and their relationship we can explore what it's like to have Santa Claus has a has a naughty child. Isn't that great? Yeah, but that's not like a full story. We need like more. We don't have enough. Oh, what if uh, what what if uh, you know, he had, there was a Mrs. Claus and he had to fall in love and get married. Oh, it's great, but it's not enough. Mm. Oh, what if we did a story about an evil Santa Claus? Oh, it's great, but it's not enough. What if we just did all three together? Like that's what it is. Like sure, it just feels like it's three giant plot lines stitched together that don't go anywhere. Like the stuff with Charlie, like. Last time we see Charlie, he's still throwing snowballs at the principal's office and into the principal's house. And the next thing we know, he's knocking his tooth out so he can fly to the North Pole and help Santa, you know, save the day. And it's like, there's no growth. Like, where did that come from? All of a sudden, he's just good. And then, he you know. growth. He had that emotional scene. Well, Tim Allen, yeah. where he's crying and he's like, you don't know how hard it is. Yeah. And then, it's and a really all, good scene. And all of a sudden, he's like, you know, it's just fine, you know. Yeah, that was his growth. He had like the moment of like this yeah, is yeah, what I'm going through. Yeah, and, and that's it. He they just see, t- they see each other, if you will, from the great avatar, I see you. He tells Tim <laughs> Allen to this. Tim Allen does absolutely nothing to comfort his son in that moment. He can't because he's a man. Men don't comfort. <laughs> you know, and then his Tim son's Allen just is. like, Oh, I guess I have to be a man now like dad. Oh, 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 oh. He's doing the he's doing the Tim Allen, but he's crying. Oh, 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 oh. You know what Tim Allen is? His whole thing is like, you know, oh man, man. That's what that's his whole thing. I don't hug a, I don't hug He doesn't comfort. I don't hug men. Yeah. Even as Santa, he's like, no, he's not gonna be a man. Uh and then, you know, like all of a sudden him and the principal hate each other the entire time. He shows up at the principal's house yeah. and asks her on a date, and she just invites him to go to this office party or yeah. you know, school party. I don't know where she hated this man. Yeah. Five minutes ago, and now she's going on a date with him? Here's Why? The, here's the thing. They allude to the magic quite a bit. Yeah. He, and I think she's under a curse. <laughs> I think this whole thing is a curse. I think this whole thing is a curse, and I think he has her under her if magic. You look at... I think he's holding her against her will as Mrs. Claus, and I think the real... I think the real principal is in there screaming. <laughs> screaming to be let go, but I don't think she can because it's she's... Like, 
constantly is the Santa spewing out like holiday a, joy. Is this, is it like a symbiote? Like is it like a symbiote? Like that takes over? Like a like a tinsel it's symbiote? A, that's yeah, just like, it's a curse. Yeah, like it's a magic in the air, and I think she is. Well, it's the same thing about Scott she, Calvin. She is. She is. Yeah, and Scott Calvin is. Scott in Calvin too. went from this. You know, I'm a successful toy. Whole guy, you know, like <laughs> just like oh, all of a sudden I'm a Santa. I'm Santa. I'm, Santa, and I'm happy to be and I'm Santa. Happy to be Santa now. Where did that come from? Where did that come from? And now she's just like he just drags her into his world, and now she's a part of his sick delusion, and she has to play along. I, I mean, it, it's so gross. I mean, in the third movie, I mean, she f- Santa. She doesn't want to do <laughs> we that. Did it. <laughs> do you think she really wanted to do that? She didn't want to do that. There's no way. It's very. It's uh, weird. The lore, again, the lore of the Santa Claus movies is more is probably the most inter- interesting thing about the Santa Claus yeah. movies. <laughs> yes. No. If the I, Santa Claus is two, they they didn't do it, but they didn't address. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I don't so. know. They didn't I don't think they address uh why she slept with old man Santa. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that they didn't address it in the Disney Plus show. They should. They should. It's an interesting talking point for sure. I wanna know why she did it. She didn't age, but he did and she had to sleep she with him. She did technically age and then she went back. That's what's weird. She went back. You know, you know why, probably? Because Santa's probably like, oh, I like you younger. That's probably what he's he said. surrounded by all those children. Yeah, he's surrounded by all those children. I don't know, man. There's a lot to break down here. We're already going off the rails. <laughs> but Look, look. I think, yeah, well, I'll, I'll save my opinions for it. But it, it's, it's a perfectly fine Christmas Hallmark movie. Sure. But it, I, I think the first one, to go back to it, it's kind of a special movie. It's not like it's not fantastic. It's the best, but it's it's. I mean, it's by far the best. It's, like, it is it's, the best. I don't want to mislead you into thinking I'm going to try to fight for two. No, I, not I, I've seen your scores. I know you're not, but it's just like at the same time to me, it's like the first one's just firing on all yes. like a different level because I get it. Like you know, we talked about we hammered home. We joked about it a lot. Like there's some weird stuff with like the Charlie's mentally ill. Yeah, type of thing. What happened that Christmas Eve? But like, that's at least a compelling story. Yeah, and a little bit more realistic. And I like the elements that take place. Like it's a Santa movie, but most ninety nine percent of the movie takes place not in the North Pole. Here's what you're forgetting: nineteen ninety four, two thousand two. This is a post nine eleven movie. Why are you laughing? (laughs) I'm trying to make a point here. Why are you laughing? Nine (laughs) eleven funny to you, Ryan? What I'm trying to say is film film changed after 9-11. And the Santa Claus 2 was no exception. This is a shining example of post-9-11 film. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying America needed comfort. <laughs> <laughs> Who better? Tim Allen Santa Claus 2 <laughs> to give us a book. <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> you want to talk about the movie? Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> oh, man. There's a special place in hell for us. <laughs> Whew. All right. Here we go. We're talking about the Santa Claus 2. Perfect example of uh, post-9-11 movies. Post-9-11 cinema. Okay. <laughs> Set a release date of November 1st, 2002. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, directed by... Michael Lembeck. This is a new guy. They couldn't get uh, the other guy. <laughs> I don't remember his name. Who knows? Does Who it, knows? Does it matter? Who cares? He did four, t- he did four movies. John Paquin. 
John yeah, Packer. He did four was movies and he, he did, did three of them were three Tim Allen. <laughs> yes, yes. I think Lembeck in this movie, I will say this. I think he does a fairly good job making it all work again. Do I think it's the best? Do I think it's on par with the first? No. But I think he does a really good job of capturing the North Pole in this movie. Um, much like the first movie does. I do think he captures the chaoticness uh, of it a little bit more. They, like the chaos of, of it all. And I like it. And I like that we actually get to see like the town. Like we get to see the North Pole yeah. the town. And I'm kind of like, this is nice. So I, I think he builds it out enough to make it I, interesting. To me, and this isn't him, his fault necessarily. I found that the North Pole was... It just felt like the the workshop still worked for me. Yes. And certain elements of it worked. And it was it was cool. But there was some there really was something like chaotically beautiful about the North Pole mm-hmm. in the first movie. Right. Uh, it felt very real. Yes. Um it felt like they you know it felt like they it you know, almost did feel like kind of a realistic North Pole in a way. Yeah. Um I liked like the weird designs of things like the puppet theater in the room and just like the train and all this yeah. chaotic, it's just this almost child's dream come through, come true. And you feel in this movie that was sucked out. Uh, not necessarily sucked out, but I think it it feels a little bit more artificial in this movie. Okay. And I think that's something that these two movies, and we'll talk about more of the third one because I think it's way worse. I think the, it's worse in the third, in the third movie one. Than it is this one. But in this one, it's and it's, it's not awful. That's not my biggest complaint, but right. it does feel a little bit more artificial. Like it, sure. I, the movie feels cleaner. Yeah. And and I, I get it, it's been eight years since the last movie. Yeah. But like ninety like in, in the Santa Claus felt it's hard to explain it. And it, it might just be as simple as like a transition from how they shot film and right. I don't know when I don't know when people started shooting on digital, if that was more what they did here or if that was later, I have no idea. But like the first one felt like like an actual movie that just happened to be a Christmas movie, right? And this does feel more of a made for TV kind of. It's very produced, like produced, extra clean, yeah. Family, it's, it's movie, very children movie. It's very squeaky clean. There's no yeah. doubt about that. You're right yeah. about that. And like I, even I, even like the color. I feel like even like something as simple as like his suit in the first one's like a darker red, yeah. Compared to this one, it's bright. It feels like they have to make things brighter and warmer. And it just well again, I think they're trying to appeal to kids more than anyone. Well, I think they're trying movie. to appeal to a post nine eleven market. So <laughs> yes, yes, they are because America needed comfort. And no, who better? Who better to give America comfort? Than Tim Allen as Santa Claus to give them comfort. But I, <laughs> I think uh, I don't have anything else to say. No, when you said they, they were trying to appeal to children, they were trying to appeal to children more. That's what I'm saying. I think the the, the everything was brighter because, and it's a G rated movie as we've talked about. And I think the goal was let's make this for children more than let's make where the first one kind of felt like it was for adults and children. Yeah. This one feels very geared towards children. Yeah. And I don't hate that choice. I think, again, I mean, I kids need a comfort. <laughs> and I don't think because, I, you know, the first movie did have some like adult humor in it uh, on top of it all. This one doesn't really have that. It kind of shies away from that. It's like let's make like Santa needs to feel safe. Yeah. And I think that's the goal they were going for. I prefer, I guess, but maybe in a year or two I won't. I don't know, when my as my son grows up. But I prefer something that's more for the whole family uh, well, we've you talk- know, versus, you know, just geared for children. We've talked about this, where children's movies need to have stuff in there for the adults, too. Yeah. And I think this was kind of a product of the time where they were just making things just for kids. 
and the adults weren't really considered. Yeah. And um, I think this movie is a victim of that. Yeah. And you can point to Michael Lembeck for it. Uh, let's talk about the writer. Let's do it. The writers. Yeah, it's many. There's a problem there. Yeah. Written by Don Reimer, Cinco Paul, Candorio, Ed Deck, and John J. Strauss. That's, that's five writers. Do we need five writers on the Santa Claus 2? <laughs> no, we do not well, need five uh, We writers. could write the Santa Claus 2. We could write the Santa Claus 2, and it would probably have been a hit. Um, Why do you need five writers I don't, for this movie? I mean, that to me already kind of screams like they were having problems settling on a I mean, story. I think what I said earlier about, like... You're right. There's three different stories. One of these guys wrote a story about Charlie being on the naughty list. One of these guys wrote a story about an evil Santa Claus. And one of these guys wrote a story about the Mrs. Claus. I would be willing to bet. I don't know that for a fact. Yeah. I'd be willing to bet that that's what happened. Yeah. And they and then, and then two of these guys... Cleaned it up. Took all those scripts and put them together. Yeah. That's probably what happened. Stitched it all together and made a movie out of it. Um, yeah, it's it's a messy story. It's a little all over the place. There's three different stories going on. It also feels like another problem we do have with this. There's not a lot of Santa in this. Mm-hmm. It's very much a Scott Calvin story. Like I Tim not, Allen does not do the makeup that much in this movie. He does, he does it way more. Next he does week. the toy Santa. He does the toy Santa, but it's not Santa. Is what I mean. And I don't like the, the toys. I mean, I get it. It's meant to be, but the toy Santa design is very off-putting. Right. And I don't enjoy looking at it. Here's, well, that's the point. It's not Toy Santa, it's Gestapo Santa. Call him what it is. As in The Karate Kid, this is Gestapo Santa. He really would have gotten along with those two Oh my god, he would have been a part of that group and he would have been taking people out. This is fun! He would have just been punching, (laughs) punching Mr. Miyagi. He wouldn't have held back either. That guy has no inhibitions. But yeah, no, I think that, of course, like, Gestapo Santa is a little frightening. Like, he's off-putting. He's not meant to... Be, like you're not supposed to look at him and yeah. like what you're looking at because it's fake Santa. Yeah, you you want to see real Santa, and it feels like the movie really makes you work for that because like the first like what 20 25 minutes he's in the Santa makeup and then he starts to be desantified. Yeah, and that's 20 it. Minutes, yeah. yeah. So and, and the writers are to blame for that though. They don't they they're writing a Scott Calvin story. They're not really writing a Santa story and. They have all this other stuff going on with the North with Bern- it's like Bernard has hit his his own story with Toy Santa, and then you have Scott Calvin looking for love, and then you have the Charlie story, and it's just all stitched together. And they're like, let's just try our best. Yeah. And does it work? No, probably not overall. But it's entertaining. The ride to get there is entertaining, and that's yeah. the best I can say about it. Yeah, I, I mean, I get it. I, I, it it's not awful. I get it, you know. I, I think you said, um, I think the hearts are in the right place or whatever. You know, they have the right idea, but to me it's just, it just doesn't, it didn't work. Yeah. It, it didn't work for me. And uh, I, I just found the whole thing to just be kind of dull. There you, you know? go. Yeah. yeah. Let's move on. Uh, budget. Yeah. $65 million. Good budget. Good budget. Yeah, like, you know, it's it's, it's pretty solid for that. Yeah. Box office. $172.9 million. Made money, dude. Made money. People wanted to see it. They were yeah. like, Santa Claus 2, I'm there. Domestic, why, this is why we get a third. Domestic opening box office, $29 million. Yeah. Uh, Rotten Tomato score. Critics, rotten at 56%. Yes. Makes sense. Uh, audience, rotten at 43%. Shocker. I thought uh, audiences like this a little bit more, but oh well. Nobody likes this movie. Well, some people do. Um, uh, all right. Wait, so cast. <laughs> yes, let's do it. Starring Tim Allen as Scott Calvin slash Santa Claus slash Toy Santa. Gestapo Santa. Yeah, there you go. 
Elizabeth Mitchell as Carol Newman, Wendy Crewson as Laura Miller, Judge Reinhold as Neil Miller, Liliana Mummy as Lucy Miller, David Krumholtz as Bernard the Elf, Eric Lloyd as Charlie Calvin, Spencer Breslin as Courtesy Elf, and featuring Aisha Tyler as Mother Nature, Peter Boyle as Father Time, Jay Thomas as Easter Bunny, Kevin Pollock as Cupid, Art LaFleur as Tooth Fairy, Michael Jeez. Dorn as Sandman, and Molly Shannon as Tracy. That's a cast. Okay. A lot of these are quick. Yeah, okay. Quick. The Molly Shannon scene is hilarious. It, 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 I'm going to straight up say right now. It's one of the best scenes in the movie. It's, it's the scene for me. I think it's the funniest scene. In the, to get Molly Shannon at this time and have her just do what she does best, it's so... Like, my skin was crawling watching it because it was so awkward. I was like, this is so awkward. I, I do a mix of Shania Twain and, and Christmas yeah, music. But she's like singing and she's like, she's like, sad. you know, she's doing the whole thing. And Scott is just looking at her and the restaurant's staring at her and she's just going for it. And I'm like, oh, this is so cringe worthy. Like, it's, it's such a good scene, though. Yeah. She's so good. Yeah. Excellent. Um, then we can talk about some of these. Uh, there's one of these. The legendary figures? One of these legendary figures I want to talk about. Okay. I have, uh, um,. But some of the other ones we'll run through. Michael Dorn as Sandman. He sleeps the whole time. It's it's funny. It's a funny joke. It's funny. Uh, Art LaFleur as Tooth Fairy. Probably has the biggest amount of screen time. He gets the biggest amount of screen time, and he's quite charming. I like this guy. I do yeah. like him. He's charming. And he gets a Call me the Molinator or whatever. Molinator. And he gets a little... He comes back next week, but he gets a really fun role in this, and I, I like him. Yeah. I think he's quite charming. Kevin Pollock as Cupid? Yeah, he's fine. He yeah. just, you know... The one I want to talk about. Yeah. Jay Thomas as the Easter Bunny. This guy's a creep, huh? But, but first off, the, the, the design of the suit... Yeah, it's a little scary. Don't love it. Yeah. Do you remember who Jay Thomas is? Do you know who Jay Thomas is? This guy who tells the... Uh, Jay Thomas is a comedian. The Lone Ranger is, story? He's a comedian. Uh, best known for being very close friends with, uh, from what I understand, David Letterman. Uh-huh. Uh, and every year... And, and in fact, this is a very um, special story to me as well. Yeah. Uh, because I remember, like... It doesn't happen anymore, we should say. Well, no, it's not. Well, yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. But, uh... I remember watching with my dad around Christmas time uh-huh. every year on whatever the last episode of the Late Night Show with David Letterman uh, would air before Christmas. Whatever, it's usually mm-hmm. I guess like the twenty second, twenty third, I guess yeah, depending on when Christmas falls mm-hmm. would air. He would do a Christmas special. It would be basically the same show every year. Yeah. You know, it wasn't a repeat. He would do it again, but he would do the same stuff. He'd have the same. I forget who it is. We'd have a famous singer on to sing the song. Um, and he would always have Jay Thomas on. Jay yeah. Thomas came on, his, his dear friend. But it was Shirley Knight. Something like that. I and she would come on and she would say, yeah. uh, baby, please come home for yeah, Christmas. Yeah, 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 there you go. Please come home. Um, yeah. but Jay, it's a great song. Jay Thomas. And basically what had happened is we, he had him on one episode originally sure, at this time. Cool, you, 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 I don't think it's it, but you, you're close. No, no, I want to give her props. Darlene Love. That's it. Yeah, give her props. I said Shirley Temple. I'm like, that's not it, right? Yeah. Darlene Love. But basically he had Jay Thomas on one year. And it was just like, I think he enjoyed the show, the show so much, he decided to bring Jay Thomas back. Yeah. And there was a whole segment where, like, he had to throw a football at a meatball on a tr- Christmas tree. The meatball was on top of the tree. Because and they each throw. the first year he did it, he had a football player on the same episode yeah. as Jay Thomas. The football player kept missing the mo- yes. meatball. But Jay Thomas, who was not in the segment, uh-huh. ran out from backstage, grabbed the football, tossed it, and hit the meatball yep. with one shot. Yeah. Beating this football player. Yes. So he, like... Him and Jay Thomas would just chuck footballs at yes. ball. It's very funny. Uh, every year. But the big thing that Jay Thomas did was he told this story, which I've th- seen people talk about, is seen as probably the best late night t- television story. story of all time. Yeah. 
Uh, and now, obviously, you, you mentioned Jay, or you kind of hinted that Jay Thomas is no longer with us, and David Letterman's show is not on. So, yeah. obviously, this doesn't happen anymore. But mm-hmm. for a very long time, this happened for a long time. And basically, the story I love this story. I told you the story, it's a great story. I want to I wanna just throw it out here. Not my story, Jay Thomas's story. But basically, he worked for a radio station. I haven't listened to this story in a long time, so I might get it, some details wrong. But he basically worked for a radio station. Um, and, you know, him and his friend, they were, you know, it was the, it was the 70s. They're, you know, they're stoners a little bit, right? You know, they're smoking some doobies in the car or whatever. But he's working for this radio station. And they're like, you need to go to this, you know, used car. To, or it was a radio station or a car lot or something. You need to go to this car show. And at the car show was the Lone Ranger. This, the guy who played the Lone Ranger, forget the actor's name. He's going to be in costume as the Lone Ranger uh, promoting our company. And when he's done, you need to drive him home. So, he, you know, you go to the show. They drive home. Him and his friend, you know, they're high, whatever. He's got the Lone Ranger in the backseat of his car. They're driving home. Somebody comes by, hits the car, and drives off. So his friend and him get pissed off, and they start chasing this guy down the street, trying to get him to stop to take responsibility for the fact that he just slammed into their car and the damage that it caused. And they finally corner this guy. They're chasing him for a long time. And this guy's like a businessman. He's in a nice suit, and he's the two... Hippies, stoner guys get out of the car and they're like, you need the, you owe us for the damage, man. And he's like, what are you going to do? Call the cops? They're really going to believe some hippies over you. And he just hear the Lone Ranger get out of the car and he goes, they'll believe me, citizen. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy's like, okay. And he yeah. ends up paying him for the, the damage. And yeah. it's just, a, it's the way he told it. It's a great it was, story. It was a great story. It's on and YouTube. It's funny, you can find it. Yeah. It's funny that I associate J. Thomas with Christmas because of this. Yeah. Um, and it's funny that he pops up here, even though he's the Easter Bunny. Yeah. And you can't you recognize can't him at all. Him. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. Uh, yeah. That, that's, I, I get the vibe with these legendary figures that a lot of these are like Tim Allen's friends. Yeah. just kind of oh, called in favors with. You that know goes I mean? into next week, too. Yeah. Yeah. And then Peter Boyle as Father Time. Yeah, not the same character as last <laughs> week. He's different this time. It's good they brought him back, I guess, and gave him something to do. Again, I, I think he's, I would be willing to bet he was probably friends with Tim Allen. He's probably friends with Tim Allen. I wonder if it was also like, oh, everyone loves Raymond's a hit. Let's get him back. Yeah, and he, I mean, and he doesn't, he, but he has like no lines. Who's better to play Father Time than Peter Boyle? Than Peter Boyle. Yeah, yeah. He's great. Yeah, I love the beard. Uh, Aisha Tyler is Mother Nature. Smoke show. <laughs> I love her. I, I love her. Absolute smoke show. I love her show. in the show. Absolute smoke show. Yeah. That's all I have to say um, about her. I think she's great. I think she's great. This is also... She's hot, too. Was th- was this around the time where I guess <laughs> it was like... Just fly right through it. Happily Married Man. Um, ah. Was this around the time that... Um, like, the, like the mid to late 2000s. Yeah. I feel like Aisha Tyler was everywhere. She was a big, big deal. Um, huge deal. And... Yeah, she was. She I mean, was she's still there. around. She's still around. She's still around. She was hosting, uh, I think she still does. Um, well, I, I, I think it ended. From uh, what I heard, they're keep. I heard they're keeping it going. Well, who's lying? Who's yeah, yeah, but I don't think it's like the regular cast. Like, they're getting a new cast. Oh, uh, okay. But the the regular cast members who were there, like the cast members we know, aren't returning is what I was hearing. Gotcha. So they considered it the final season and this uh, new right. stuff. But I don't know if Aisha Tyler's coming back to do that. But I do know... She hosted that for a little bit, and then obviously she's on uh, Archer. she voiced Lana on Archer. And I know that show just ended, or is ending. Um, I think it ended officially. I think it ended officially. Um, but it's cool. Yeah, she's had a career. She's kept a career going. But yeah, she was everywhere. Yeah. She's funny, too. Yeah. yeah, she's very funny. Yeah, she's everywhere. Our favorite character, Spencer Breslin, is Curtis the Elf. Yeah, um, he just reminds someone that we know in our personal <laughs> lives. 
and it kind of just doesn't sit well. You with pointed me. this out to me, and I was like, "Oh man, he sucks." Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> it, it, yeah, like because this person sucks in our real life, and we uh, and this character reminds us of this person, and um, they suck. <laughs> you know, like that's what it is. Like they suck. I, Spencer Bres- Spencer Breslin was also a child actor who was yeah. around a ton uh, at the time. Um, is he related to Abigail Breslin? Yes. Are they brother or sister? Um, they're um, siblings, yes. Siblings, I thought so. Okay. She's in the third one, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Smaller role. Yeah. She's there. Yeah, she's there. Um, but yeah, this is, to me, kind of just... It's a fine performance, but it's like... It's it's perfectly fine. It's just... It's, but Bernard is the one I'm more interested in. But it's fine to have him here with Bernard. I have way more issues next week because I think it's just so over... Yeah. The, because they couldn't get... I think they, 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 they I guess Krumholtz. they wanted because Krumholtz is aging out of the role, kind of. Sure. I think they wanted a younger, you know, elf. Somebody could grow into it. But it's like, it's I, Krum, I, I you want Krumholtz. You don't want, yeah. you don't want Curtis. You, you want Krumholtz. Want Curtis. You, want, you don't want Curtis. He Curtis sucks. Much like the person <laughs> in our life sucks, Curtis sucks. All right. Eric Lloyd is Charlie C- Calvin. He's a little bit more grown up, uh, obviously. It's been almost 10 yeah. years. Yeah, he's he's fine. He's perfectly fine. I think he does really good in the emotional scene he has. He's crying. He's fine. He's good. Yeah, he's, he's fine. Good. He's, he's perfectly fine. I think this guy's done. I think he's kind of not acting anymore. Yeah, I think he's. Yeah. Or he does very limited things. Um, he came back for the Santa Claus. He does. Yeah, yeah, he does the show. It's easy, I, 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 I'm not sure if he's in the second season or not. Yeah. But it's an easy yeah. paycheck, though. I'm sure he's just like, yeah, whatever. And at this point, like, Tim's new Tim Allen his entire life, so he's probably like close to him too. Right? Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. But I do like that it's the same guy and not they didn't get like a hot shot, you know, like teen actor yeah, at the time. Yeah. It's not Zach Efron or something like that. Yeah, like, they just bring him back. Yeah, it's, it's cool. It's the same kid. David Grumholtz is Bernard the Elf. It's great performance still, man. It's really good. Not, I, not I as like, much to do. He's sharper in the first movie. For sure. Um, and he's kind of more bitter and angry. And, yeah. I, and I like that a well, little bit more. Well, I think that goes into how polished this movie feels. That they wanted to tone that back and to go, oh, let's make him... More uh, likable or <laughs> likable. Let's make him more likable this time around yeah. because, like, he'll still be a little bit curmudgeony, but overall he's likable. Where the first movie, he is a little bitter and angry and kind of a curmudgeon, but he's, he's just but there he's to still, do the job. But yeah. you still like him. This one, they really toned back the curmudgeon, and they were just like, ah, he's just likable well, now. In um, I I and we'll talk about this more next week when we do the retrospective. Yeah, but I did watch. At least one. I watched one episode of the Santa Clauses. Yeah. At least of, as of this recording, but I made sure I watched the the big one that he that Krumholtz is in. And he's back for it. And yeah. he straight up says like, "Yeah, Scott Calvin, when you became Santa Claus, I did not like you, and I did not want you to be there, and I did not think you'd do a good job." Yeah. Like, um, basically, it's all kind of things that we get yeah. the vibe that we get in the first right. movie, right? That like. He kind of, I kind of got the vibe of the first movie, like maybe, like he kind of thinks like he should be running the show. Like, right. Why do we even need a Santa? Why do we need a Santa when I'm here? Yeah, kind right. of. Right. And in this one, it's kind of, you know, he's more friendly. He's more, you know, downplay it all. Or well, I think yeah. part of it too is just Scott won him over. I mean, I get it. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Who knows? Liliana Mooney, Mooney as Lucy Miller. Yeah, Lucy. Bigger role next week again. Uh, she's fine in this one. She's I like that. Just, I like. It's that, nice to have um, a kid. It's nice to have a kid again. And I like that she's the daughter of his ex-wife, and yet he has a he's a role in her life. He's got like the uncle role, yeah. but 
like the lovable uncle. Yeah. And I also like that she, you know, her and Charlie are close too. They have like kind of yeah. a close relationship too as, you know, it's it's cool. It's a, it, it's a really the, nice the, role. The movie because is, she's getting like the magic of it. Yeah. And you have the kid magic there. The movies are actually pretty good examples of like, I feel like a... Um, healthy family a healthy family or like a sep- a healthy separated family yes like they handle divorce pretty well obviously it's such an important part of the story of the first movie right but it, when it comes to this it's like oh we're scott's scott's fine with the with their kid and he's yeah. and he I has like a that. relationship with his ex-wife and they also both you know clearly have like custody of charlie and they both take care of charlie still so it's it's good it's very good but speaking of that we have judge reinhold as neil miller He's fine in this yeah. movie. I think he has more to do in the he third. He has more one. to do in the next one, um, and I like him more in the next one. Yeah. I think he's fine here. He doesn't have a lot to do. Uh, the, I like it, they still kind of play up the whole like him and Scott still they jab each other. They jab but each more, other more out of fun. It's more out of fun, and you can tell that there is a mutual respect between yeah. them now. And I I do like that like because I though I think the vibe we also get is that Charlie spends a majority of time with them with them, Neil and, and he Ma- doesn't get uh, to Laura, see his Randy, dad. Yeah, he doesn't Laura. get to see Scott as often. And I think there's the mutual respect of, like, Neil, you're doing a great job with my son. My son like, you're yeah. doing a good job, and I respect you as a man. But we're still going to jab each other. And and we're also men. We're also we're men. men. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I like whenever he goes all, like, psychology and psychiatrist on him and tries to, like, diagnose him. And he's just like, <laughs> okay. He's like, okay, Neil. Kinda. Oh, you know what? He's got the sweater kink. Yeah. They really play up that sweater thing. He loves sweaters. In this one, he's like, oh, you look great in that sweater, Scott. And he's like, yeah, I look awful. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's a great sweater. That's a great sweater, Scott. Uh, Wendy Crewson as Laura Miller. She's fine. Yeah, she's fine. Doesn't look, she looks completely different? Yeah. I, think. I mean, yeah. well, yeah. It's almost been ten years. I hope. I so. guess it's true. True. Yeah. She looks fine though. Yeah. yeah she's okay. Uh, Elizabeth Mitchell as Carol Newman. I think this is a solid performance. I think it's the best performance. I think. In the movie. I think it's a really, really uh, stand-up performance. Like when we're introduced to her, I think she does a great job of like playing the principal, like the straight, just like feared principal like look in my eyes what do you see and he's he's like uh darkness dead and he's just and she's yeah. like she's like right and it's just it's very very good i i, I and it gave her the sympathetic backstory a little bit i i, I would have liked if we could flesh out the character a little bit more you know right. and and and, the, the, and that's that's a well, love story's rushed well that's that's something that they i mean they address Throughout the, this franchise, whether it's in the third movie, and they they full and explore it in the Santa Clauses, the TV show from when I remember, mm-hmm. kind of her role as Mrs. Claus and what's right. kind of expected of her right. in this role, and also like the legacy of Mrs. Claus. Like, why doesn't anybody talk about any other Mrs. Clauses? Right, right. Or like, I know like the big question of, um, you know, if there is this Mrs. Claus, then how come the guy that Scott killed or that killed that died yes uh and that scott replaced where's his mrs claus and uh does she just disappear or does she also die at the same time right right it you know instantly why does nobody mention her or right, things like that right. like you know there, it it asks it, it has three cre- it creates the story creates more questions than we have answers for. right right but the i think the franchise does try to kind of they're trying, to, they're trying to clean it up. That, yeah. Yeah, they're trying but to clean it up. In far of her, like, it is kind of a feeling a little disrespected or put a, put down as Mrs. Claus because what is right. my role or what is expected of me, things like that. Right. Um, but as far as in this movie, I mean, I, think, I, I, I do like the chemistry between her and Tim Allen. 
It's there. I think it's a, and that's why the the rushed love story works. Yeah, because it is a believable love story for sure. But at the same time, there's not much there. Right. Like at the same time, it's so quick. There it's, you go. It's literally fall in love in one scene. Oh, for sure. It moves so. quick. Tim Allen as Scott Calvin slash Santa Claus slash Toy Santa. The Scott Calvin Santa Claus look. It's 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 fine. I think he does a great job. Like you just mentioned with the chemistry with um, Elizabeth Mitchell. I think that's all really there. I think he. He turns on the acting chops more in in this movie, I think, and I think there's it's, some good it, scenes. There's some yeah. good scenes, and he, he does some good stuff as Santa and as Scott, and I think he really gets there this time, and I, I really enjoy and it. And you he, can kind of feel like he's a little bit more seasoned. Of there's an actor. things that like you mentioned, like oh, we don't get the, that much Santa yeah. in the movie. I still think that he does a good job of even when he is Scott, quote unquote. Yeah, he's still Santa. He still feels like Santa. So yeah. there's scenes like. The, the party scene where he's handing out the gifts yeah. or the scene where he's interacting with a little girl who just yeah. keeps running up to him and, and you know yeah. can tell that he's Santa. Right. I think that those work as Santa moments even though it's technically right. Scott. Because he, yeah. well, he, he still has the magic and it's yeah. still kind of there with him. But I think even if that magic wore off and even if he was fully desantified, I think he'd still have the feeling of Santa. Well, that's the curse. That's the curse. He still has it and it's still there. <laughs> that said... Gestapo Santa, I think is just a wild comedic performance. And it's, it's very enjoyable. It's Tim Allen. He's off the chain. Tim Allen gets to do Tim Allen things. He's completely off the chain as Gestapo Santa. He's yelling things. He's he ah hot cocoa. Daddy had too much. Like he's completely off the chain. I watched uh, what is it? Um, Mr. Sunday movies that on YouTube did a caravan of garbage on these movies, yeah. and he said. Uh, that he th- he's pretty sure that that storyline was only created because Tim Allen wanted the yellow children and get paid for it. <laughs> that's probably that's true. What it is. That's like, probably true. It's yeah. just Tim Allen screaming at children. He's just screaming at kids the whole time, and he's having a great time. And look, I I think it's a great comedic performance that like kind of buffers the Scott Calvin stuff because it's like he's doing all this. He's doing a more dramatic thing with with Calvin with regular Scott, but then you see Gestapo Santa, and it's a completely different deal. And you're like, this guy's off the chain. You know, it's fun. I enjoy it. Yeah, it's it's okay. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Okay. I love it. <laughs> All right, I have, I have a synopsis here Great. for you. Eight years after becoming Santa, Scott Calvin finds out about the Mrs. Claus and must quickly find a wife while leaving the North Pole in the hands of a toy Santa who goes mad with power. There you go. Good story. Perfectly. It, it's why not good. They, it's fine. Why did they wait to wait before Scott loses his power to tell him about the Mrs. Claus? Because Curtis is bad at his job. They, they established yeah, Bernard that. Is Bernard is right Yeah, but Bernard is like, that's not my job. He's like, that's Curtis's job. And he keeps going up to him and saying, did you tell him? Did you tell him? And Curtis is like, not yet. It's not the right time. And yeah, it's just you could have like, done it in eight years. There, is, eight years there is a story here where you could have just written that Curtis was trying to undermine Scott Calvin to become the new Santa. That he didn't want him to know is so he like, could undermine him is entirely. This Macbeth with, yeah. Uh, yeah, with it's Macbeth. Elves? Yes, it's Macbeth with elves. Like he was trying to undermine him and not tell him. And he's like, it's not the right time. And then when time was up, he was just going to go, I'm Santa now. And then just grow... Into a powerful, all-knowing, sucky Santa. Cursed Santa. <laughs> Cursed, suck Santa. Like a symbiote. Yes. He's like, he's like the Venom. He's like the Venom, yes. We, we wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, like that. All right. Let's see. Let's talk about this movie. It's Vacation Baby. What are all our right. opinions? All right. Let's talk about opinions. Yeah, what do you got? What do look, you got? it's... <laughs> I think it's a really solid follow-up to the first movie it's messy yes it's rushed yes but i think it's a lot of fun and i think it has funny lines and i think it does a good job of at least padding itself out enough 
that I still found a lot of enjoyment in the movie. And I, I, I you know, look, it's, I said this before, it's, it's really, it's not the first movie. It's not better than the first movie by any means. And it's rare for the sequel to do better sometimes. But like, you know, it just feels like, hey, we padded out a couple more things. You get a Mrs. Claus. It's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. It's messy and it's maybe not uh, executed to the perfect extent, but it's 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 a fun ride and that's what I like about it. It's a fun ride and I could shut my brain off for two hours and watch yeah. it and just be like, okay, like I feel like I had a good time watching this. I didn't hate my watch of this. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. I think this is a bunch of nothing. Yeah. I think it's just a bland sequel. I think, you know, there are some elements that work. I think that Elizabeth Mitchell is great. I like their chemistry with uh, Tim Allen. You know, I think that there are some elements that work. There are some scenes that work. But overall, like, it just it just feels like Disney played it as safe as possible to just create a Christmas movie. Because it was, again, this was Disney going, we need a Christmas movie. Oh, we have the Santa Claus. Instead of creating something new, mm-hmm. let's just go off of that and do it. Because it is eight years later. And at this point, I, I can't imagine, like, that they had been sitting on an idea for eight years. It's just... This is, hey, we haven't had a Christmas movie in a while. What do we have? Oh, we have the Santa Claus. Okay, let's just make another one. Can we get Can we get Tim? Oh, we got Tim? He's, done, he's not selling drugs right now? We're good? All right. You know, like... It's terrible. I don't know. It, 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 to me, it's just... It, it was fine. Like, I'm not angry. That, I don't, I'm not angry at this movie. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I'm sure kids will really enjoy it. You know, and, may, I, and I think that's the target and audience. Maybe when I sit down with we my are, son, when I will are, say, well, that's the thing: we are we're two men in their thirties that should not be watching two, this movie. We're two thirty-one-year-old men trying to figure this movie out, but we really don't yeah. need to. Yeah, but I, you know, I'm sure when I sit down with my son in a couple of years and watch this movie, maybe I'll enjoy it more. Because maybe I'll the be, magic will be there. I'll be able to watch it through his eyes. Yeah, you know, and and maybe that'll be great. And but, then you're going to come back on here and sit down and go. Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> five stars for the Santa Claus. I'll have him and go five, 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 five stars. Five, five, five. Uncle Producer Tony. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's Great. an absolute fine. What's your star rating? Look, I give it three stars. I enjoyed it. I give it two and a half. There you go. Two and a half. A uniqueness. What stands out to you in this movie? Um, the Mrs. Claus. Just uh, Elis- adding Elizabeth Mitchell. Elizabeth Mitchell in general. Just she's really good in this movie. I think she stands out and is just phenomenal. Uh, Curtis sucking stands out to me, <laughs> um, and just the general like I guess mashing of three stories yeah. together and kind of it's it's the messiness it's a, it's a messy amalgamation but it, it i don't know i think yeah. they I, I just feel like they padded enough but yeah oh uh, does this bring anything new the mrs claus it introduces the idea of the mrs claus and it deepens that lore and then what is the best thing in this movie yeah for me it is that molly shannon scene i mean it's one scene in the movie but it's just so funny uh I, it's really well done i'm gonna go with the the christmas party scene where it gives it the magical gifts also a great scene. I'm a sucker for like vintage toys and yeah. things like that. And I, I just, I really like that scene. And uh, I think that is probably the most Christmas magical or, you know, magical yeah. moment of Christmas or whatever in the in the movie. I'll take it. Yeah. Cool. Connectivity, how does this fit in with the rest of the franchise? It's kind of, uh, it's a direct uh, sequel to the first movie. It's, it's eight years later. And we kind of just get to catch up with Scott and his family and all that eight years building later. Building off the lore of... Yeah. The first movie, confusingly so. Confusingly so, but, it's but it builds lore. Yeah. Is this a worthy continuation of the franchise? For me, yes. Worthy? I'll give it a yes. Okay, you don't have Necessary. to. Necessary? Necessary, no. no. 
Necessary, no, but it is worthy. worthy. <laughs> it is yeah, a- it's borderline. I would say yes. Okay. I'm not, I I don't think it's awful, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we do the future of the franchise, I have some casting, some fun facts. I'll prepare for a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, great. Uh, Peter Boyle, who appears in the film as Father Time, also appeared in the first film as Scott's boss, Kelly Preston. Yeah. Um, and I don't think this is even true, but apparently Jennifer Connelly and Brooke Shields were considered for Carol. I'm glad they didn't. I don't think they. I don't think that's even true. Yeah. Uh, fun facts. Toy Santa delivers Buzz Lightyear's famous line, You are a sad, strange little man. Yes, he does. I was going to mention that. Yeah, I was kind of like, wow, really uh, cashing in. Yeah. Uh, the tin the tin soldier costumes weighed over forty pounds and were uncomfortable and difficult to move in. Ugh, I'm making a big budget movie and I have to wear my heavy. Costume. Apparently, you were really upset. No, look it over it. Had had a lot of trouble with them. Apparently, I don't know if this is true. Okay, but apparently, a very very early teaser tra- teaser trailer for this film attached the subtitle. The Escape Clause, which went on to be used oh, for the third film. Interesting. So I think that that was their kind that of That idea was kicking around line. for yeah. a while then. And it ended up just becoming the third movie. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. That's very interesting. I'm glad they didn't do it this movie. It makes... I wonder if it's like maybe like the announcement. Yeah. Like the announcement. Maybe. Because like sometimes the, that happens. Sometimes, sometimes they do like an announce announcement really trailer. Like, oh, we, have a, we just have one shot of... Tim Allen getting off a sleigh. Yeah. And we haven't even filmed the movie, but we did this. Yeah. To just say, oh, hey, this is coming. Yeah. And maybe they attached it at that point. Yeah. But I don't and know if that's true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. I feel like I read something somewhere that it was like attached to a Bruce Almighty VHS or something like that. I don't even know. If, oh, okay. That makes sense know. too, I guess. Um, the close right. to the escape clause. Don't like that. No. Nope. I feature the franchise. Should there have been a sequel to this? Wow, you weren't kidding. That was so much stuff. That's all I had. Yeah, that's great. No, there no. shouldn't be a sequel. No, no, no. Uh, what do you want to see in the future? Really? I Nothing? <laughs> nothing? I guess if we had to explore. Okay, we have to explore because we always try to do that here. We're going to explore a third movie. We're going in the third movie. Here we go. Here we go. I kind of, in a way, I kind of just like what they did with the Santa Clauses show. I like that he like ponders retirement. I think that's a really interesting that, idea. That's a better idea. That's a better idea. Yeah. And I feel like maybe you wait longer on the third movie and then do that. And obviously we have that as a Disney Plus show. But that would have maybe been better if they sat. Because, I mean, the Santa Claus 3 is only like like four or five years after this movie. Maybe you sit on that longer and you kind of come back later and go, okay, let's try a retirement movie now where he's thinking about retiring. Maybe that's the way to go. I don't know. Maybe yeah. that's the third movie. Maybe you wait another eight to ten years and do it again. But what we get next week is not it. <laughs> not next week. What we get in five minutes. Yeah, what we get in five minutes. We're, that's yeah, right. We're doing I it. keep forgetting we're doing it. I know, right? Yeah, we're doing a double. We're doing a double, baby. Doing a double, baby. And, Could you imagine uh, we are just doing this by ourselves? Jeez, that'd be bad. Um, next week... Is a poor man's It's a Wonderful Life. Not next week. What am I doing? <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> In five minutes. <laughs> it's a poor man's It's a Wonderful Life. Oh. Some would say a deep, deep discount bin. It's a Wonderful Life. Some would say. Some would say. I don't know who that is. Not me. Not I me. didn't say it. Not me. I didn't say you it. didn't say it either. I didn't say it. Somebody said it. I mean, no, you know what? I did say that. Okay. I, I it was, say yeah, that. it was me too. I said that. Um, yeah, I like that idea. Right, I think there's some interesting ideas. Santa's the idea of Santa becoming a father is an interesting idea, and what yeah. that does. But it's like, what do you do with it? I don't know. I don't but know. There's just so many questions left unanswered that the show will never answer. I don't know. Well, yeah, they're not gonna they're not gonna <laughs> talk about Santa's sex life. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but they do set up in the future. They set up like 
Sand, and I forgot about this, like Santa's kids having like different power, they have magical powers and stuff like that. Yeah, like, okay. Like the son takes over, has the ability to take over like uh, Santa's. Like yeah. He has the Santa abilities. Like right. He can see the, what, what Tim Allen can see and he can feel what Tim Allen can feel. Like, oh my he God. Kn- no, like, like he, like. That sounds like a curse. <laughs> it is. That's a curse. Like Santa can see, there's like vor- vortexes and wormholes. This is Charlie? No, it's not Charlie. This is his other. This son. is other stuff. Okay, this is the, the new uh, son. buddy. The someone. This is from buddy. The end yes. Of, uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Okay, buddy. So buddy can see like. So the, buddy, what you just said is buddy is not his own person. He has to feel what his father feels at all times. Well, no, no. So, buddy doesn't have emotions. Yeah. Because buddy's just, emotions are Scott's emotions. No. <laughs> Santa travels, at least established in the show, uh-huh. through like wormholes and stuff. Of course. Buddy can see those wormholes. Knows the how verse, I believe. No, that's different. That's different. <laughs> that's where all, that's where yeah. all the Santas yeah. live. Right. Gotcha. Including Krampus. Of course. Or Krampus or whatever. Krampus. Um, I'm going to kill you. Santa, yeah, get he, over here. He kills somebody in this show. Get over here. Krampus um, wants you. Tim Allen, get over here. Krampus. Krampus. <laughs> 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 oh, you're too big of a man. Krampus can't kill you. Um... But no, like, like, but his son can see that. His uh. son, like, Tim Allen can feel. Like, Tim Allen knows. Like in this movies, Tim Allen knows what the kids want for Christmas. His son knows what everybody wants for Christmas. Like he can just tell. Okay. So he doesn't feel what Scott feels, but he, okay. he, he has. He's his own person. The ability to know okay. what Scott knows, and his daughter can talk to animals. And I think it's funny. That the son is set up to take over the business and yeah. the daughter can just talk to animals because, of course, Tim Allen's not going to let a woman, you know, be the next Santa Claus. No, never. You know? Never, never. She can go play Dr. Doolittle. Son's taking over. Big Look, I don't. I mean, I don't know how Tim Allen feels about women, but I have a feeling it's not that great. I have uh, a feeling, too. <laughs> I have a feeling we might hear some uh, stay-in-the-kitchen talk from old Tim. Uh, what franchise star would you add to this franchise? I don't know. I think uh, maybe... Because you don't really need a big, big, big star to be in it. So, uh, Kelsey Grammer. Reginald Bill Johnson. Great choice. Great choice. Very nice. Alright. Let's talk about the third movie. <sighs> let's do this. Or do you have any... Wait, no, I guess we'll save closing comments and stuff to yeah, the Yeah, that's fine. Um, Alright, so let's talk about the third movie. So the third movie, The Santa Claus 3, The Escape Clause. Yeah. Release date, November 3rd, 2006. Yeah, good date. Good date. They want Christmas those money. Yeah, they want those November release dates. Yeah. Directed by Michael Lembeck. Back again. Um, look, it's a messier job this time around. It's for sure a messier job. Like, I walked away from this movie like, wow, this was a lot. Like, I really, uh, I didn't like this. And I think a lot of that blame kind of goes on him. It feels, again, polished, but over-polished. Yeah. But also just, like, there isn't really a heart in this movie. No. No, everything and, feels plasticky and yeah. fake. This and, is the movie where it's nothing. I felt nothing watching this yeah. movie. I was like, this is nothing. Yeah. Written by Ed Decker and John J. Strauss. So what this means, what this comes across Both to me. Both of those names were in the last. What this comes off to me is that these are the two people who finished Santa the Claus script two. from the Santa Claus 2. Right. And they stayed. I don't know if it's true. I have no information about this. Whatever. To me, based off the fact that there was five people in the last script. Those two names were on it. Right. And now they're the only two writers in the third script. Right. That. Returned. They, yeah, but well, they came Walked back. job. That, that's who Disney ultimately wanted. Right. That, that the other three people kicked around scripts. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that goes to my theory that like probably three different scripts and these guys maybe stitched everything yeah. together in that movie. 
and maybe, here they have to maybe do their own thing. And maybe that wasn't the best choice. Yeah, yeah. I, don't I know. think maybe you brought back the two wrong, wrong ones. I don't know. I don't know enough. No, we know. We uh, know. Budget. Yeah. And come on, are you serious? It's not, no, it's not available. It's not available. It's not available. Okay, let's ballpark it then. What do you think it is? It's funny because it's either like really low or really high. <laughs> You're really high. <laughs> it's really low or really high. I think it's really high. <laughs> I do. I think I'm going to really check high. one more time and see just just to see if make sure Disney didn't throw that number out yeah. there somewhere. Is this true? That's what I want to hear. Is this true? That's what I want to hear because <laughs> that means it's really high. Apparently. Yeah, here we go. I'm finding through... This is through Reddit. Okay. It looks like the budget was $12 million. No! <laughs> That's so low! That's way lower than I would have guessed. Even if you looked at me and said, oh yeah, it's really low, and I was like, okay, what are, you, what are we talking about? I would have guessed 20 million. Because you said like the last movie was like, whoa, we were talking about 65 million? million? I would be like, okay, it's lower than 65 million. I don't know. Maybe it's like 40 million. Maybe they just dropped it back down to like 40 million. 12 million? That's low. But then what is... I don't... What I'm confused about is... You got Tim Allen and Martin Short in your movie. Yeah. And I'm surprised that that's not $12 million between the two of them right there. Maybe they did it out of the love of the role. Or I wonder if... Maybe Tim Allen got a little, you know... A little uh, back, uh... You know... Are you talking about the drugs again? No, 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 no! <laughs> no! He maybe he got money on the back end of the deal. Oh, maybe he signed a deal. Maybe with he like signed box a deal office. that like I'll do it for like a million dollars. But I want five percent of box office intake, yeah. which sometimes happens. It yeah. saves money on production. Because if the movie costs twelve million, the box office is one hundred ten point eight million dollars. So if the movie costs twelve million dollars, they're banking a hundred million dollars almost. And he's getting some of that back. Yeah. Maybe that was the payoff. Maybe the payoff was, hey, we'll make it for twelve million. I'll only I'll only take. A million of the 12, but then when the movie comes out, I'll get 5% box office returns, which means Tim Allen still made quite a lot of money. Now, I wanted to be known. I got that information from a Reddit thing, and they said that they read it on IMDb. Right. I did not read that on IMDb. I I looked at IMDb. I did not read that. So I could be wrong. You did not read that. But but I am seeing, quick research here, I'm seeing $12 million. $12 million. You know, we're riding with it. $12 million, baby. <laughs> we could make that movie. We could make that movie for $12 million. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, I guess it's just like, it's just like back lots and like, just like sound stages. And I, so I guess technically it wouldn't cost that yeah. much, maybe. Yeah. Maybe and it's if they, cheaper. if they have the sets from the second one, yeah. maybe, right? The director's probably not getting that much money, right? No. He's not a big, huge name. I don't so. think Michael Lembeck's getting that much money. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, domestic opening box office nineteen point five million dollars. Not bad. I mean, I, I mean, if it's if the budget's still a million, they made back the budget in the one weekend. weekend. Yeah, they made back the budget in one weekend. Good for them. It's so strange. That's so strange. Because he doesn't weird. really go. He doesn't really go back. He doesn't. They're never really out of the North Pole that much. No, no. The only time they really leave is when they do the time travel. Yeah. And then he goes back to the North Pole pretty quickly. And parts of this movie are just reused footage from the first movie. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yes. Well, 12 million. That's pretty shocking. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes score. What do you think the Rotten Tomatoes score from critics is on this? Uh, 22%. 17%. Good Rotten Lord. 17%. Good Lord. Audience. Rotten at 39%. Nice. 17%. That's so low. Deserves it. Oh, man. All right. 
I'm talking about the cast. Let's do that cast, man. There's like nothing here. Starring Tim Allen as Santa Claus slash Scott Calvin, Martin Short as Jack Frost, Elizabeth Mitchell as Mrs. Claus slash Carol Calvin, Judge Reinhold as Neil Miller, Wendy Crewson as Laura Miller, Liliana Mumi as Lucy Miller, Alan Arkin as Bud Newman, and Margaret as Sylvia Newman. Spencer Breslin as Curtis the Elf, Eric Lloyd as Charlie Calvin, Aisha Tyler as Mother Nature, Peter Boyle as Father Time, Michael Dorn as the Sandman, Jay Thomas as the Easter Bunny, Kevin Pollock as Cupid, and Art LaFleur as the Tooth Fairy. We're just going to do all the legendary figures together. They're really not in the movie that much. No. Um, there's a couple of weird things about like the Easter Bunny wanting to bang Carol's mom or whatever. Yeah, and, the Easter uh, Bunny wants to f*** Carol's mom and Bud wants to f*** Mother Nature. Yeah. But who doesn't? She's a smoke show. Anyway. Who comment? Yeah. Uh, they're fine. Yeah. They're fine. But I, I, I like Aisha Tyler still in the movie. Eric Lloyd is Charlie uh, Calvin. Um, probably the least to do here. Yeah, but he's not. Just he's nothing. not. I think, again, I think the kid was busy and they just they got busy. him for a couple of scenes. Yeah, he comes back at the end. We wanted to help make the toys. And he's like banging on you. are like, okay. Okay, Charlie. They yeah. show him in the alternate universe. What are you doing here, Dad? What are you doing here, Dad? What are you doing here, Dad? I'm going skateboarding with my friends. What are you doing here? I'm a 20 year old man at this point. Yeah, I know. It's it's very funny. Um, yeah, it's whatever. It's whatever. It's not it's not a great performance. Let's keep going. Spencer Breslin is courtesy elf. This is awful. I hated this <laughs> because, as we mentioned earlier on this episode. Uh, really reminds me of someone in our personal lives that I really don't like. More than the second more, one. This really, this really hammered it home for me where I was like, man, that person sucks. You know, Curtis reminds me of that. Uh, of that and that person and how much they suck. Also, Curtis can't do anything. He's constantly the, what's bothering the point Santa. Of Curtis? Yeah. He's, he, he's constantly bursting through. He can't do anything. Yeah. Like, Santa can't, can't have a life. Like, we literally were texting and you're like... If Mrs. Claus is having that baby, Bernard would deliver that baby himself. <laughs> like, Curtis would never do that. He'd call Sam. Yeah. He was calling him for every minor Bernard handles the problems. Yeah. Curtis is like, oh. Curtis doesn't know how to Santa, do anything. No. And it's, like, really frustrating. And it's like, I don't know. If I were Santa, I'd be like, dude, you got to handle this. Like, yeah. part of the job is you have to handle well, Curtis this. isn't into Santa Clauses. I think Santa might have taken him out. Yeah, he probably removed him. I, th- I, think, he, I think he gave him the old, old, old yeller. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I did not love... This performance. Nah, nobody did. I didn't really like it. And margaret is Sylvia Newman. She's fine. She's fine. She's she's a... Um, she wants to bang Jack Frost. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she does. A lot of weird sexual undertones in this movie for being G-rated. For G-rated. Yeah, for being G-rated. Easter Bunny wants to f*** her. She wants to f*** Jack Frost. Bud wants to f*** Mother Nature. And Santa f***s. You know? Weird. Weird stuff. Weird stuff. My standout of the movie... Yeah. Alan Arkin as Bud Newman. He is really good in this. I don't know um, if he's really good. I don't know if he's really good. I, I, yeah. I, I think Maybe that's the wrong term. He seemed really confused. I think that he was... He's probably friends with Tim Allen. Sure. He had an energy to him that was kind of like, I'm better than this. Yeah. But I'm also going to have fun. Yeah. There's a couple of really... like la- I actually laughed out loud. And it's one... <laughs> When they're in the delivery room, and he's like, "Oh, we're gonna can, have a baby!" I can. And he's like, "I can fix this. I can fix this. Somebody give me an apron and a hammer." And Scott's like, "Somebody give me an apron and a hammer." And then the lights go off, and the lights come back on. He just has an apron and a hammer. An apron and, hammer. and that yeah. really made me laugh yeah. for some reason. Just like the quick visual gag, and he's like, "I'm ready to go. Let's, yeah. let's do this." And then at the end, 
when he, they bring him in and he's realizing they're bringing him in the toy shop and he's realizing that Scott's sick. Whoa! He just goes, whoa, 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 he, whoa, whoa. It's like a minute straight. Whoa! It's literally like a minute I straight. Died laughing. It's a minute straight of him just saying whoa, 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 and it's very enjoyable. And then um, he goes, "Your father, Christmas." I'm Father Christmas's father-in-law. That makes me the father-in-law of Christmas. That makes me father-in-law Christmas. That, and when he's putting out the fire, and he's like, he's like, what's wrong with you people? We were one step away from Armageddon. And it was like the smallest fire in the world. Um, he also had a really good line in the delivery room where he talks about like, he's like, oh yeah, she's going to have, a, he's like, what's wrong with this delivery room? Oh yeah, she's going to have a baby in the back of a toy factory here in Canada. Isn't that normal? Like, it's just very good. And I was like, he delivered, like, he delivers his lines so well. But I think Even it's also because he does not want to be the there. The character doesn't really want to be there. No, so the character doesn't sense. want to be there. Alan Arkin doesn't want to be there. Even when we're introduced to him, he's just saying there. He's like, oh, smooth as a baby's bottom. And you're like, okay. Let's be honest, too. If the budget really is $12 million, Alan Arkin's not getting that much money. So Alan Arkin must have done this for like 25000 because he did not care. <laughs> <laughs> he did not take a big payday for this. Oh, man. Uh, Liliana Mumi as Lucy Miller. A bigger role. She's, she's magic. Yeah, she's magic. She is magic. Um, her hugs are very... Uh, Why is she magic? I don't know. Nobody really explains it. Um, she's not related to Scott. No, she's not. She is not related to Scott. Again, that's a lore thing. It's a lore problem. I don't know. Does this mean the mom has magic? I don't know. Does Judge Reinhold have magic? Scott hasn't had sex with the mom after becoming Santa. So, because I would say maybe maybe there's like a little bit of magic left in there or whatever, you know. But uh, maybe Neil has a magic. little bit of magic. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? This is fun. Who knows? Who knows? Oh, man. Uh, Wendy Crewson as Laura Miller. Laura Miller. Yeah. We're getting delirious, We're getting delirious. This is fun, though. I'm enjoying this. I love when we get delirious, because who knows what we're going to say. It's fine. The world needed to be just need to be comforted, you know? America needed to be comforted. Her performance is fine. It's fine. It's not yet. She's fine. She's fine. She's fine. Again, I don't think she has that much to do. Yeah. I do like when they're coming in on the sleigh and they're so excited and they're like, oh, yeah. woo! Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, just, yeah. they just want to go to the North Pole so badly. And, and then I think she's that's like, very funny. I like that they do call out like that like Scott has a relationship with his ex-wife. Yeah. And they're kind of like, and, but but at the yeah. same time. The like, in-laws are like, oh, yeah. you have a relationship with you, your ex-wife. You're, you're okay with that. Yeah, your like, husband has a, is that yeah. close that he's going to sell Christmas, celebrate Christmas with his ex-wife. Yeah, yeah. And it's like different because the son's not even there. It'd be different. Like if the kid's there, of course, you're going to yeah. do whatever. If the kid's not even there. So like, why do you even, yeah. Yeah. Judge Reinhold is Neil Miller. I like Judge Reinhold in this movie. I do too. I think he's he's one of the best of parts too. Yeah. I think he's having a lot of fun. Like he's they, really into it when they're coming on the sleigh and he's like, Woo! he's really into it. He's going for it. And when they land, he has the sweater. Oh, it's reversible, and he holds it up, and he's just like, oh yeah, cool sweater vest. And then he's like running through the toy shop. He's the running through the toy shop, and, and literally they say right at the top, he goes and he goes, Curtis, Curtis, who sucks, is like, hey, you know, don't don't get in the way of the elves. He's like, you know, uh, it can get really. Lucy takes off and he's like, Lucy, Lucy, oh, trains. And then he just runs down to go see trains. Yeah. That's really funny. And also when he's doing the stretches the with yoga. the elves, he's doing, he's yoga. doing yoga with the elves and he's like, he's like, 
Feel the tension. Whenever you get feel tension, just stretch. I'm not always going to be here to guide you. So you have to do it yourself. And he's being so reassuring. And I'm like, this is yeah. prime, prime Judge Reinhold. Yeah. He's fantastic. I think he's really good in this movie. He, he is really good in this yeah. movie. It really I think works. He, it's like he showed up. It was like, yeah. I know exactly what I'm doing. I'm just going to go for yeah. it. All right. Elizabeth Mitchell as Mrs. Claus slash Carol Calvin. I kind of feel bad for her character because it feels like she just gets relegated to like just being like pregnant. where's being pregnant and going where's Scott where's Scott where's Scott yeah. the entire movie it's like her entire she it's like they wrote the character to be like oh her entire world revolves around where's Scott and it's like I don't know I don't really like that I wish she had more of an arc going like I wish she could have like I don't know solved things with her parents on her own and not yeah. had Scott do it like yeah again th- but this goes into like. It feels like the Tim Allen of it where he's like, oh, the man will solve it. Maybe she should be the one to be able to tell them, oh, this is the North Pole. And, and she never gets that moment. Yeah. Like, it's her parents and she never gets the moment where she's like, this is the North Pole. Or the moment where she says, you need to back off of Scott yeah. because you really don't understand the pressure. She's just like, she's pregnant. She's crying and she's wondering where Scott is. And it almost like breaks their relationship. It's this whole thing. Yeah. And I'm like... Why can't she stand up to her parents? Well, she she, she would have, but then all she would have gotten in return was whoa, whoa. <laughs> but it's just I don't whoa. know. I it, it made me feel, whoa. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> it just made me feel whoa. It made me feel weird that like she couldn't whoa. <laughs> she couldn't stand up to her parents on her own is yeah. what I'm saying, and that it had to be relegated to like Scott has to do it. It's like why? Why does Scott have to do it? Yeah, I get it. Martin Short has Jack Frost. He's really trying. All right. He's really trying. I want to talk about, did you see that article that came out a couple of months ago during the, when Only Murders in the Building was out about Martin Short? I don't think so. I forget, an actual like full, like, I don't know if it was the Hollywood Reporter or Variety or whatever, wrote an article. Somebody wrote an article. Is this a profile on him? That No, so they wrote a thing and they, and they said they completely shot him down as like, they said he was unfunny. And he was lucky to have a career in Hollywood. Oh, God. And, like, I'm going to see what the actual, like, premise was, like, the wording of it all was. But, like, they, like, took... Shots at him. Really big shot. A whole article about, like... Oh, okay. Um, why we keep putting up with Martin Short. Oh, boy. That's the that's the article title. Yeah. And, like, that's... It was from... Uh, it looks like... I'm, I read it on Slate, or maybe it's entertaining... Or no, yeah, I guess Slate. I don't know. Somebody ran this. Somebody trying sure, to sure. somebody trying to make a name for sure. themselves, and they took a big shot at Martin, Martin Short, Short and basically said his career sucked. Yeah, he's not funny. Why? Why is he getting shot at trances? Why is he in movies and TV shows? And like a bunch of celebrities came out and were like, like Martin Short was trending on Twitter yeah. for like I think a, at least a day. Yeah, of everybody was like Mark Hamill. I remember seeing and like. All these really famous people yeah. came out and were like, he's the funniest dude I've ever met in my life. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing. That article is very wrong. Personally, as someone who is really into comedy, I, I really do find that Martin Short is one of the funniest people out there. Here's the thing. I think his, is his movie career the strongest? Well, no. That's the thing. You can. There's a difference between being a funny comedian or a funny actor yeah. and not having the best filmography or whatever right. right adam sandler is insanely funny at what he does right but 50 60 70 maybe 80 percent of his movies suck 
Right. But when he targets it to the right role and the right thing, right. he's insanely funny, right? Yes. And that's what Martin Short is. Like, yeah, like, is the Santa Claus 3 the escape clause Martin Short's greatest shining performance? No. No. But when he finds a role that's able to highlight in the best, like, in Only Murders in the Building, yeah. it's such a great performance from him. Yeah. It's witty, it's sharp, it's quick, and that's him. Like, yes. that's... He is taking a character that might not work on the page right. or without anybody else, and he's bringing it to life in a way that only he can yes. with that energy and that wittiness. Like he, You can tell. He's got he's, so much wit. He's quick. He's so quick. So one of my favorite things to do that I watch often is his interviews with Conan, uh, Conan O'Brien. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 okay. I wasn't well, I, sure. Well, I thought you were confused with, you know, like Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> His interviews with Conan are like legendary because he goes on the show and he just roasts Conan like every time <laughs> he goes on the show. And it's so funny because it's very quick. It's very silly. And he just goes after him. But he's also just un- – he's naturally funny. Like he's just a naturally funny guy and he it just knows – how to hit those marks. And I just, I really, really, uh, that's so such a bad take to even like try to write an article like that, like a, like basically a hit piece, yeah. trying to take out Martin. It's like, uh, no, no. The People guy are- the guy has earned his spot in Hollywood. He's also earned his spot on the show, Only Murders in the Building. And uh, yeah, no, he's a funny, he's a very, very, very funny man. People like, I enjoy his career. People like Jerry O'Connell, Mark Hammer, Hamill, Ben Stiller all came out. Like, on yeah. Twitter and publicly, we're like, he's a comedic genius. Yeah. And he's also apparently a really nice person. That's what so, I've heard. I've heard he's very nice. And, uh, yeah, comedic genius. But I wanted, to, I wanted to mention that I thought that was actually at least something we could talk about. Because we don't get, we never got to talk about Martin Short. We don't this, really get to talk movie. about Martin Short here. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, 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 he's not, like, again, if I looked at his filmography, I probably wouldn't have loved... I haven't seen the the Father of Bride movies. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't probably have loved everything he's done. But you can tell even just with one role or even here, like he has an energy that he's he's trying to make this movie work. You should also check very quickly, just side note, he's very good on SCTV. Okay. Very, very good on that show. Yeah. You should watch him on there. He's yeah. very funny. Yeah. Um but now obviously too, his relationship with Steve Martin and their yeah. partnership and they did um they did some tours and you yeah. know, thing, things like that. A partnership that goes all the way back to the three amigos yeah. from the eighties. That's where they met. They met on that set, yeah. and the friendship has just. What gone. did he, he told the story of like when he met Steve Martin? He was he was invited to his house, yeah, and he came in his house. He's got this giant Steve Martin's got this giant beautiful house and all this stuff, yeah. And and Martin Short walks up to him and goes, "I've seen your movies. How did you afford this house? Yeah, <laughs> how did you get this? Yeah, <laughs> like immediately just like taking shots at him. Yeah, yeah, that's what he does. He's really good at it. But look, this movie alone, it's he's trying. He's trying to make it work. That's the thing with Martin Short. When you get Martin Short, you're going to get Martin Short trying to make it work. And the thing that I kind of gathered from this movie is he knew he was in a Santa Claus movie, so he had, and he's playing Jack Frost. So a lot of his jokes are within kind of that universe. He has to keep yeah. the Christmas jokes. But he, I think the other thing that really kind of maybe affects it is he is kind of reined in by the G rating. Yeah. He can't really be off the if leash. If you have to have a family-friendly villain, though, like this, I think he's... He's perfect. He's, he's perfect. Role. Oh, he's perfect for the role, yeah. and I think he is like threatening enough at times to yeah. be like, oh, like he's he's kind of and scary. He's got a he's got a, a, a musical number in this movie. He gets a musical number, and he gets moments where he is a little threatening, like when he freezes um, Neil and uh, yeah. Wendy or Wendy, Laura. 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 Yeah. 
like he he ices them and you're like oh that's pretty scary like he's he's a threatening force and then you know he warms up at the end and he becomes Martin Short with combed hair which was very strange to me I don't know why they did that but uh, very strange but it was you know it's it's a I think it is a you missed the frosted tips missed the frosted tips I don't think it's a bad performance I think he no. was straddled by. I don't even know how to put it. Like it just felt like he was straddled by the G rating yeah, and by like. It's just I think you can only be so funny. He when can you're only do so much. G like PG even because you don't have to. He doesn't have to scream the F word or no, not by any means, or like, anything like that. Like G but is like, such a fine line between yeah. G and PG too that you have to keep it you kid friendly. You can't even say like poop or whatever. It's very very limited. Yeah, completely kid friendly, and it's just like. You know, he. I think. I think that hurts this. But I think he's very good in what he's trying to do, and I think he is trying, and I think yeah. he does his best to try to make it work. And I think he's friends again. I think. I think he's friends with Tim Allen, and I think that's why he did the movie. I think that's right. pretty evident when you watch the credits and they have the blooper reel. Yeah, the only Santa Claus movie with a blooper reel, which is very strange yeah. as well to like make that choice. Yeah, because Tim Allen's like, oh, Marty, uh, like, oh, we're gonna get this right, Marty. We're gonna get this, <laughs> and it's just kind of like, okay, you know, it's. That's a weird choice to do the blooper reel. Blooper yeah. reel. But anyway, yeah. They did, what? they did a Jungle to Jungle back in like the 90s. Jungle to Jungle, yeah. Yeah, they probably are friends. Good for them. All right. Um, finally, Tim Allen is Scott Santa Claus slash Scott Calvin. I, I think this is kind of the most boring he is yeah. as Santa and Scott Calvin. Like, I'm so not even, really... They, like, and we didn't even mention this, right? Obviously, the premise of this movie, as you had hinted at earlier, is a poor man's... It's a wonderful life. That's what this is. It's not even. It's. I wouldn't even say it's. Only, it's even close to. I think it's a Shrek Forever After. Like yeah. it's. It's just like. It's this idea of. It's a deep, deep, deep discount bin. It's this idea of a an escape clause that allows whoever Santa, to be transported out, of the job and live a life. Yeah. In which you were never Santa Claus. Yes, where somebody else gets to be Santa. Yeah, but instead of. Taking you back to the moment you became Santa Claus and not, and just choosing not to do it. Yeah, it drops you off in the present day, and you've lived, you've missed however many years of your I life. This is twelve years in this yeah, movie. Yeah, that, you know he wasn't there for. It's a yeah. click almost. Yeah, and it's very, that's very strange to me. Yeah, but then like he's just the same person. He's yep. still. Santa slash Scott, like yeah. good, good Scott. He's still he's, good Scott. He's like not he, he, he the appears, Scott from before. He's not whatever. Yeah, like. he appears in that office bathroom when he's back in time, back in his present day time. He appears in that office bathroom. He walks out, and he's like standing there, and you know he has a you know whoever the assistant is. Oh yeah, um, and the we have to ship the toys and da da da, and he's like, what what what's going on? And he's like. He's like, uh, you know, we're shipping the toys. It's Christmas. it's Christmas Eve. It's Christmas Eve. He's like, why are we working on Christmas Eve? And immediately you're like, it's the same exact guy. Yeah. So then it it, it turns into this kind of like, what it it, it is a one. It, it that's what it is. It's a Wonderful Life where it's this man out of time, but it's also like it should have been. He is the same person, but now he's in the world where everything is negative. It should have been Scott becomes old Scott. Yes. And somebody like Curtis or Bernard, preferably Bernard, but I know he's not in the movie, yes. has to try to find, can somehow for some reason remember that Scott is, yes. you know, Santa Claus and tries to get him to come back. Yes. You know. And we don't get that. No, we, we get don't. kind of this, we get 20, 20 minutes of him roaming around in this present day thing where Jack Frost is Santa. And made the North Pole. And made the North Pole an amusement park. And then 
they go back in time and even just how stupid the whole thing is where he records yeah. Jack Frost's voice I'm like Jack Frost doesn't know that's a recording pen like he has no idea like he's holding this pen up and he has just no idea it's just like it's weird to it's me it's the rock and stone cold or is it, there's a, the rock and mankind finish yeah. from the Royal Rumble I quit match that's yes. what it is that's exactly what it is and it's just Tim Allen's a big mankind fan is he really? No, no, I have no idea. Really? No, I have no idea. Probably know, not. You probably didn't know who Mick Foley is. <laughs> but it's it's it. I I think it's just uh, the performance. Kevin just James knows who Mick Foley is. Yes, he does. They're on the, they're on the high school wrestling team together. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I just think the performance is a lot weaker this time around. I'm not really interested in what Tim Allen is doing. So there we go. That's all I have to I'm say. I'm usually not interested in what Tim Allen is doing. That's true. Uh, all right, synopsis. When everything seems to be going wrong under the North Pole, Santa is tricked by Jack Frost into giving up his power, only realize the true importance of Christmas. Yes. Story. It's a poor, 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 poor man's It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. That's what it is. I feel like that's... I feel like my, like, judgment for it is, like, when you use that story in a TV show, I think it works better than when you do a whole movie using that story. Because at that point, you're just doing It's a Wonderful Life as a, yeah. as a movie. Big time. Like, if I want to watch that, I will watch It's a Wonderful Life. Right. But a TV show, I think, works better. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Probably. Or something like, um, if you're going to go like that way, or like the Christmas Carol type of way, what was the name of the movie the, from last year with Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds? Oh, it was... Um, Spirited? Spirited. I like that movie quite a Spirited bit. Spirited was good. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Still can't believe they cut Ripple. Ripple's a banger. No, whatever, man. Casting. What are you? Are, there, are you okay? I'm humbug. I'm, I'm a okay. humbug. Ripple, ripple, ripple. I don't remember. Yeah. I, I, okay. I'm not obsessed with Ryan Reynolds or Will Ferrell or. Let's say people. I was obsessed. Yeah, no, I've seen your room. All right. Uh, I've seen the posters. Um, I've seen the scenes on the posters. Opinions? Do you want to move into opinions? Uh, yeah, let's talk about opinions. Okay, here's how I feel about this. You just don't want me to talk about your posters. No, I don't. Uh, let's talk about the movie. Um, look, it's it's really it's not good. This isn't a good movie. It's boring. It yeah. has no heart. I don't think it's offensively it's, bad, but, but it's, it's bad. But it's bad. But it's bad. Yeah. And it has no heart, and it really does... We've used the term plastic. It really does feel plastic this time around. It feels like a toy, because yeah. there's nothing there. Yeah. <laughs> right? Even like, like when they show the room of snow globes and stuff, it just, it's just fake. Everything it's, just feels so fake. It feels fake. It's just fake. That's what it is. It feels fake, and it just doesn't feel... Maybe it's because they only had $12 million. Maybe it's because they only had $12 million, and they did what they could. They stretched that budget to get those snow globes to, uh, to float. You know what it was? It was just guys above with strings. <laughs> you know, my favorite trick, the invisible string. It's paranormal activity. Yeah, see, the paranormal activity method. You mean strings the movie. Yeah, strings um, the movie. <laughs> everything was on strings. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I don't like this movie, and it's not one that I would revisit anytime no. soon. I, it, you see it, it once, you're fine. Again, this is nothing. I wouldn't even it's see nothing. it once. Unless you have kids, I wouldn't even see it once. I wouldn't even see it once. There's nothing here. But I have seen kids who grew up with this movie that really enjoyed it. And that so. makes sense. It's for kids. Yeah. It's not really for us. Uh, star rating. I gave this a star and a half, I believe. I, you had two stars when I looked. Is it two stars? You had two stars on Letterboxd when I last looked. I meant to do star and a half. Maybe I accidentally, with my thumb. I Yeah... I was gonna do two stars, but you know what? I'm gonna go with you. Yeah, I think it's two I just, and a half. I think there's star and a half. Yeah, and it's star and a half. Yeah, there's not enough here to really be anything. It's not. No, it's, it's nothing. nothing. There's literally nothing, there. nothing. Even more so than the second movie, which is also nothing. Yeah, and not as not better than Fast X. All right, uniqueness. What stands out to you 
in this movie. The fact that it's better than Fast X. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, I, um, just how again, just how empty it is. It's just so empty. There's nothing here. Alan Arkin's performance stands out to me though yeah, because it yeah. just doesn't seem like he even knows he's there. Um, Judge Reinhold, Martin Short, for all intents yeah. and purposes, does stand out. The to me. lack of uh, Bernard. The lack of Bernard. Curtis yeah. sucking. Does this bring anything new? The escape really. clause yeah. idea, that lore. That's a stupid plan. But that's the. But, but what I'm saying is that builds on the lore of even more it's of the just, clauses. It's again, if what we read about the second movie is true, and they had the escape clause title, yeah. written in there, it just feels like they just had the title and they needed to figure out a way to make it work. But the movie's not really ultimately about that. The movie's an hour and thirty five minutes or something like that. Yeah, it's and it's short. It's not until like forty five. Actually, the, the movie's shorter than that. Because oh, the yeah, credits roll ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I was an like, hour twenty-five. Dude, I was sitting there watching the movie, and the credits started going at ten minutes. I was like, "Movie's over." I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> I was like, "There's still ten I'm minutes." I'm ten minutes. I want ten minutes of my movie. Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, bloopers." And then you were telling me it's a twelve million dollar budget, and I'm like, "Maybe that's why there's ten minutes of credits. That's why they were stretching them." Uh you got your bloopers. They were like, "We can't afford ten more minutes." Uh but yeah, like I don't know. It's just I don't yeah, know. yeah. What's the best scene in the movie? Probably. I don't know. Um, I don't know. What's the best scene to you? What's your best scene? Uh, maybe the musical number. Maybe the musical number. Maybe that's the best scene. Yeah, maybe that's the best scene. Maybe it's... Um... Or, no, uh, maybe it's... Uh, I, I'm going to pick Alan Arkin going, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Whoa, that's my I'm going to either pick that. I, I, you know what? You pick that. I'm going to pick Judge, Hunt, Judge Reinhold doing yoga. Yeah, there you go. That's my <laughs> yeah. favorite scene. All right, connectivity. How does this fit in with the rest of the franchise? I mean, it's a continu- it's a continuation of the other two of two for all intents and purposes, but it's just, but it's just not, not good. very well yeah. done. This is a worthy continuation of the franchise. No, 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 not at all. All right, so before you do the feature of the franchise, I have some casting and I have some fun facts for you. Casting: David Krumholtz wasn't available to return as Bernard due to his schedule with the show. Numbers. Was it that though? It do you was. think it was that? It was you, that. Really? I, I mean, I don't know. I'm, uh, probably not. Part no. of me is just like... Krumholtz like, like, I'm too old. Yeah, oh I God. feel like part of me was... He was just like, nah, I'm just done. Uh, Abigail Breslin, Spencer's sister, appears as an elf in Mrs. Claus' class. Nice. All right. Fun facts. <laughs> Jack Frost mentions Velkomen... Gen- or, you know, makes a reference to Velkomen Gentleman, which is a reference to the Father of the Bride movies. Oh, cool. Bernard is featured in the novelization of the film, despite not actually appearing in the movie itself. Yeah, it's weird that the I I wanted to mention that too. The movie doesn't say where he is. Yeah, which I think is the wrong choice. He so in this the, guy was such a big part of the other two movies. You couldn't even give a line where it's like, oh, Bernard's out of town with his, you know, not, like nothing. In the show, the explanation that they give for yeah. Bernard leaving is that they had an elf version of Rumspringa. You know, like the Amish thing where they let. Do you know what I'm talking about? You know what that is? No. It's I, I don't know if I'm saying it pronouncing it correctly, but when I remember, it's in uh, the Amish culture. Yeah, they have a time period where the younger, I think like the teen or late teenager teenagers are allowed out of the culture for a brief oh, period of time. Oh, that's what it's called. To yes. decide if I'm they want to continue living an Amish life or live in, or the, modern live in the modern world. Yes. So they are allowed to explore. I didn't know the name for yeah. it, but I am aware of that yeah. practice. Yes, um, and if he claims that. There was an elf version of that, and Bernard fell in love doing that, so he decided to leave the elf 
culture is no longer an elf. Right. So he aged, and that explains also why he looks so much older. Gotcha. You know, and he makes a joke about having, like, a double chin or whatever. Good for him. You know. Yeah, that's fun. And then there's a joke I mentioned, I mentioned before that, like, he says, like, he shows a picture of his wife, and somebody famous, I don't know, I don't know who right. it was. Uh, she's, he's, they're like, she's 84 years old. He's like, there's a few thousand years between us, but that's okay. We still find things to talk about. <laughs> like, That's fun. Um, I guess his wife is okay with the elf. Uh, and then, uh, originally in the film, Mrs. Claus was meant to look more like her appearance at the end of the second movie, because at the end of the second movie, right. they aged her up and made her a little bigger, yeah. older, and she was supposed to look older and rounder, but her appearance was changed for this movie due to the makeup preventing the emotion to come through in Elizabeth Mitchell's performance. Right. So they tried putting some makeup on her, right. and tried doing that. It kind of stunted her performance, so right. they decided to let her look the way that she looked. Tim Allen didn't want to f- old lady go ahead uh if david crumholtz was able to appear in the film apparently his role would have seen him arrest jack frost and join in on a final group hug but instead the ending of the film was changed to redeem jack frost instead yeah whatever the film was nominated for five razzie awards for worst actor for tim allen worst supporting actor for martin short worst screen couple for tim allen and martin Mm. short Worst prequel or sequel, and worst excuse for ent- family entertainment. Nice. Well, that's fair. It deserved it. And that's all I had. Great. Feature of the franchise. Should there have been a sequel to this? No. No. No, not at all. Please, we kind of we, we get that. We get the TV Claus's. show. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of a sequel. Uh, what do you want to see in the future? Just give me the Santa Claus's show at this point. Have yeah. a ponder retirement, like I said in the last episode. That's what I want. Uh, what franchise star would you add to this film? What franchise would I would put, uh, I don't know, give me, I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't matter. You know who, I wouldn't necessarily put him in the movie, yeah. but I feel like I wouldn't be surprised to see him probably in the movie. He's Pauly Shore. Pauly Shore, that's a good choice. <laughs> um, okay. Steve Martin. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Whoever, whoever's friends with Tim Allen. Whoever's friends with Tim Allen, get him in the movie. I, I, I don't I ha, I do I have this for the retrospective, but I'm gonna throw this out here now mm-hmm. because uh, we're kind of talking about like the future. What what the, what the, uh, uh, you know should there have been a move, another movie or whatever? Okay, okay. And I don't know if it's actually true. I read this just on IMDb somewhere or whatever, so I'm not going to actually like. I'm going to say it, mention it next week, but I'm not going okay. to focus on it. There was rumors. I read rumors on IMDb that you remember the the uh, the Disney Plus movie Noel yeah. with Anna Kendrick. Yeah, yeah. That that was originally a script for a fourth Santa Claus movie. Wow! And they just turned it into its own thing. That's funny. So they were okay. going to make a fourth one, right? And the, that premise is that Santa has two children, a boy and a girl. Yeah. And they has to replace somebody has to replace him as Santa. He wants the boy, and it ends up being that she is more magical and better at Christmas. Right. So she ends up becoming like Santa, but can Santa be a woman? Right. Because could Santa be a woman? Yeah. You know, and uh, that was apparently supposed to be like a premise of like his daughter. The fourth movie was, was going to be, be yeah, uh, yeah. And then that script came across Tim Allen's table. He said, "Nah, nah." <laughs> a woman becoming Santa Claus? He said, "Nah, not, not in my Yuleverse. Not in my Yuleverse. No, not in my Yuleverse. You go make that hot cocoa, and that's it. Yeah, that's right." I don't know. I don't know why I have Tim Allen as misogynistic. I don't have any proof of that. I don't know. It's pretty. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anyway, I think he is. But anyway, go ahead. All right. Uh, I guess we can rank these movies. Let's do that. We have three Santa Claus <laughs> this movies. Is so Let's easy. Rank these Santa Claus sure. Movies. Number three. Uh, the Santa Claus three, the Escape Clause. Uh, number two. The Santa Claus two. And number one. The Santa Claus. No, it's actually Noel. Oh, 
Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, have you, did you ever? Did you, did you ever watch that movie, Noel? I didn't watch it. No. Oh, I've seen it. I, it's cute. Cool. Can't wait. Maybe Kendrick, I'll, I'll watch it. I'll I'll watch it uh, in this holiday season. I'll check it. Anna out. Anna Kendrick, Bill Hader. It's cute. I'm into it. Can't wait. Do you have anything you want to say about these movies or want to talk about Santa Claus movies? Two? I think is a solid sequel. Um, yeah, apparently I, you think it's better than Fast X. Um, yeah, I do. Second movie against the tenth movie. Um, I think that uh, it's a solid sequel. I enjoyed it. It's not the tenth movie, actually. Oh, it's the eleventh. Yeah. Okay. So that strengthens my argument more. Thank you. Eleventh movie. Uh, and the Santa Claus Three is just garbage, and uh, it's a turd that should be <laughs> flushed down the toilet. And I don't care for it. Uh, I did enjoy watching these these two movies, and I don't. You enjoyed it. I really? did not enjoy. Oh, it. I thought you I said not, you did enjoy. I did not enjoy watching these two gotcha. movies, um, especially the third one. Second one's fine, but again, I just wanted to play Spider Man Two. Yeah. So I kind of was trying to get that out of my way, yeah, and yeah, not, yeah. not have to watch these movies. Yes. Yes. And I, you know, they they were they were enjoyable movies to watch while I was doing the dishes. Yes. You know. And look, we're done movies. We're now. done movies. We're done movies for the year. We have one more episode next yeah. week with the retrospective. I have a feeling it's going to be a short retrospective. Yes, it is. But the good thing is we might be able to talk about that announcement and maybe fill some time with that. Yeah. Because there'll be things to talk about there. So I, we'll be able to fill some time next so week. We're gonna but tell the retrospective itself will be boring. We're going to we'll tell be... everybody how we're doing the Human Centipede. I mean, I mean <laughs> the next franchise we're doing. Yes, yes. Um, but it'll be... It'll be good next week. I think next week is way more exciting. Yeah. This was just kind of a burn week, man. We did this in less than two hours. Two movies in less than two hours. We are on vacation, my friend. That's what we're doing. <laughs> man, I just, I did not enjoy this week. Yeah. This this week was one of the harder ones. This was tough. This was tough. But yeah. we're through it. We're, we're, through, we're it. through it. We're moving we're on to our last episode of the of, of 2023. 2023, man. Can you believe it? Yeah. Can you Pretty believe it, man? Pretty wild that we're here. 2023. Um, happy holidays, everyone. Yeah, happy holidays. We haven't said that, have we? Happy we said holidays. in the beginning of the first one. Okay. Well, first one. Anyway, happy holidays again. Um, I think this. I think this is actually closer to like holiday season. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're recording this live on Christmas as we speak. <laughs> I'm ignoring my son as he's opening his gifts, and I'm t- talking to movies about. My phone is going crazy. My parents, my sister, my brother. Everyone's calling me. Yeah. Asking oh, me. You don't where, hear my son. I'm or... getting texts. Where are you? You. Know, I, and how many times do I have to say? I'm not showing up. Yeah. <laughs> you don't hear my son in the background crying. Da 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 da. da. I think he's yelling for Uncle Producer Tony. <laughs> <laughs> That's his real dad. <laughs> oh no! Um, oh no! Um, All right, I think it's time to wrap this up. Yeah, it's time. It's time to go. This this was also a little off the rails, which I like. Uh, um, well, I mean, we uh, look. I want to say I'm I'm really glad we got a chance to talk about. It. As an important movie as Santa Claus 2, <laughs> which really was there to give us all a warm hug. When we really needed it. When we most. really needed the you know, most. I'm just that's all I'm gonna say, man. Look, I think you're just doubting the power of Tim Allen post 9-11. Did you ever see those post 9-11 Disney Channel ads they used to run? I think so. With the stars talking about 9-11? Yes. Yes. Looking at it now. It's kind of jarring. It's kind of jarring. It's kind of jarring. It's a little scary. Yeah, it's not fun. Oh man, fun oh, times. Right. Not 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 laughing at not laughing at a, at a national. No, tragedy. of course not. not. But the idea that Tim Allen in, was providing time that we needed the most. The, <laughs> Tim Allen rose to the occasion. <laughs> maybe that's why they did it. Maybe after 9-11, maybe Tim Allen contacted Disney and was like, the world needs another Santa Claus movie. Maybe he contacted Disney and said, America needs some comfort. And what's more comforting than, than a, Santa Claus? Than the good old ho, ho, ho. 
let's make Santa Claus too, baby. And he hung up. And Michael Eisner, on his way out of his job, was like, yeah, okay. And then he also said, get back in the kitchen and make me hot chocolate. Make me hot chocolate. Hot cocoa. Don't forget, don't forget the marshmallows. Peppermint. Peppermint flavored oh marshmallows. I want that good stuff. Oh my god! All, All right. right, let's end this. We're done. Give us, give me the, give me the, give me, give me the outro. We're and done. For real to be in America, <laughs> where at least I know I'm free, and I won't forget the man who died, gave that right to me, and I proudly stand up against no more. Next to you. And defend her still today. Cause there ain't no doubt. I know. This land. Cause the USA. Franchise me getting sued soon. Can you take me out? Can you take me out? Alright. That brings us to the end of another episode. <laughs> thank you for listening. I don't know what the hell just happened. Um, thank you to Tony, who probably hated this episode. Oh. Uh, and for everybody, we appreciate their support. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at FranchiseMePod. You can see all of our rankings on Letterboxd. It's FranchiseMe, one word. And you can send us an email, FranchiseMePod at gmail.com. Give us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. Give us your feedback so we can get better each week. Also, check out our bonus series, A Year in Franchises, where we, each episode we break down all the franchise movies in a year. Don't forget to check out our website, FranchiseMePodcast.com, where you can see all of our episodes. Make sure you come back next week as we end oh. 2023. Yeah. And we break down the Santa Claus franchise one more time in our special retrospective episode. But really, listen to the episode for the great announcement we're going to have at the end. Really that? Yeah. Yep. And one last warm hug from 2002. America. <laughs> 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 <laughs>